Hey, grown-ups, warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor has a menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50. That's T-A-L-E-S 5-0. And use code tales50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com. Dot com slash tales 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey grown-ups, I have something exciting to share with you. There's a brand new kids podcast out now that I think you're going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories. This show is perfect if you love adventures, solving riddles, and maybe even some wacky math problems. But I need a little help from some new friends to tell you more. Max and Molly, take it away. From the creators of Who Smarted, Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I am Anton. This is Goa Tales. Thank you, Anson, for introducing us to the show. Anson joined us at the Girl Tales Women's History Month event at the Kennedy Center. Grown-ups, if you and your tailblazers would like to attend in-person events in the future, follow us at Girl Tales on Instagram and TikTok, or subscribe to my newsletter in our show notes. Before we get started, I'd like to wish a very happy birthday to Madeline in Lufkin, Texas. Madeline, I hope your birthday is awesome. Thank you so much for listening to Girl Tales. Girl Tales is brought to you by families like yours. Grownups, if you would like to hear your child's name at the top of our next tale, head to patreon.com slash girltales and donate today. Now on to our episode. This is the third and final part of effervescence. Enjoy! Oh, no! Oh, goodness! Oh, my dear! What's, what's wrong? It's just so sad. Which part? All of it. Oh, that's fair. Here, have a fuchsia-colored jasmine-scented handkerchief. Thank you. There, there. <laughs> no. Ever just wanted to go to that party. Yes. And they just wanted to have fun. Correct. 
everyone was just so mean to Effer, and of course the only thing they could be was mean back. And I never expected them to be the evil fairy from Sleeping Beauty. There's nothing evil about them. They're just in a dress, at a party, being themselves. What's wrong with that? I just can't fathom that ever happening in a place like Freshwater. Well, you know, Rebecca, I think it's important to understand that people come from places that are the total opposite of Freshwater, which makes life sadder sometimes. But it's that part that makes Freshwater so... Fresh. That's the word you're looking for. Yes, I was. Thank you. That never happens. (laughs) Anyway, are you feeling better? Yes. What happens next? No one ever talks about the evil fairy from Sleeping Beauty after they leave the party. Or do they? They do. But the accounts vary. So according to what I know, this happens next. Years passed. Everything changed. So much so that you could get away with another once upon a time. So, once upon a time, effervescents found themselves in a lush forest. They got in contact with the Dryad, a tree fairy, who had a listing on Craigslist for an oak tree that Effer wanted to rent out. The place wasn't much, but neither was Effer at the moment. They were still wearing the dress that now started to become like a second skin to their body. Once settled in, they deleted all of their social media. Effervescents thought they'd miss social media, but in a beautiful discovery, they found that when you focus on what's in front of you, you realize how much around you needs your attention all of the time. And because of that, their minds stayed busy, their hearts stayed broken, and their solace only got heavier and heavier. And then one day, which is why we're back to start the finish of this story, Nebuchadnezzar died. Before he died, Nebuchadnezzar told Effervescence, Oh, Effervescence, don't cry, my sweet friend. We've, we've both known each other ever since we were baby birds. This is natural, don't cry. I could never stand you being heartbroken. And it happened all too often. I deserve this. <laughs> Stop that. You deserved none of this. But Neb, I'm no good. I'm no good. I'm the villain in my own story. Sometimes being a villain is a matter of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. You owe it to yourself to find the right place. One that treasures you like I did. (coughs) That I do. Okay? Okay. Now let go, my little starlight. I'll always love you. Please learn to love yourself. You don't need magic to find the thing you really want. (sighs) That stuck to Effer like the memory of tasting your favorite food for the first time. They cried, of course. Wept, really. 
And when their tears dried up, they declared to themselves, I'm tired of feeling like a problem, like a villain. It's time to do something about it. So they did the bravest thing ever and got back on to social media. They opened foibles for the first time in forever and found a new memory lane function. They pressed it and began to catch up. There was effervescence at 16, ruining the party of the century just by being themselves. They cringed at the sheer amount of coverage the debacle had garnered. How many phones had recorded them without knowing? Either way, the whole of the night had been wrapped up into a hashtag, Diabolica Day. There was Tertia at 16, who had become the new center of attention. Oh, how Prima must have hated that. Apparently, she casted a spell to undo the curse Effervescence had placed on Mary's baby. But this confused Effer, they thought. What do they mean by undo? I was cursing, not casting a curse. Not according to the internet. Effer's words had been taken out of proportion, leading Tertia to cast a spell to ward off certain death over the baby. The baby princess had their own hashtag, Green Ivy, so they clicked that next. There she was at three, being a baby, then at six, playing in the garden, then at nine, learning how to ride unicorns, then at twelve, she learned fencing, and on it went. The impression Effer picked up was that she was incredibly tomboyish for a princess. Primeras and Sasunda spells had worked wonders, which made the pictures all the more uncanny. Here she is at 14, fixing carriages for fun, beating everyone at sports, and learning how to use the bow, battle axes, rapiers, and anything else she could get her hands on. Deadly, Effervescence whispered. They then noted a comment on one of Green Ivy's photos. It was a selfie with a friend who was equally as princessy. The friend was putting on quite a show of pouting her lips and leaning on Green Ivy's shoulders. Caption, One week till D-Day. Thank you, Princess Northwest Moon of South Sea Sun, for paying a visit. You a real one. Then a comment from Princess Northwest Moon of Southeast Sun that said, Anything for you, hun. I'll miss you so much. Everyone stay safe on hashtag Diabolica Day. Now they were really puzzled. What exactly was hashtag Diabolica Day? It had come up before under posts with them in it, so they looked that up next. And in an instant, Effer's eyes widened in horror. Oh no, they whispered. Diabolica Day was either the best or worst thing to happen to the kingdom, apparently. See, the full story is that the day Effer caused a scene was the day they got renamed by society. Apparently, no one but the fairies and the queen knew their real name. But Effer could see and almost understand how it's really hard to call an all-powerful evil fairy Effervescence. Whoever thought up Diabolica was a genius. For a good many years after that on the princess's birthday, there were periods of quiet reflection to remember that when she turns 16, the princess will die. So hashtag Diabolica Day was actually Green Ivy's 16th birthday. So confusing, but that's the internet. And to make matters worse, Tertia's unnecessary spell to ward off a curse, Effer never cast it, was so powerful that when the princess pricked her finger on a spinning needle, she wouldn't die, she would only fall asleep, but so would the rest of the kingdom. And as the cherry on top, hashtag Diabolica Day, was tomorrow. Well, Effervescence? Effer's anxiety said to Effer's sanity, you always did love drama.
Then Effer's sanity said back to their anxiety, Yeah, but I don't like being in the middle of it. They sighed that same familiar sigh from 16 years ago. <sighs> Time to fix all of this. They said aloud, and every emotion agreed. Hmm, I'll need a disguise. Something totally opposite of this whole situation. Hmm. <gasps> Got it. All right, without further ado, it's time to dress up. It was the eve of hashtag Diabolica Day, and all through the castle, people were scurrying for last minute things. So an old woman walking in unannounced and unattended was the least of everyone's worries. Such an odd trip through the kingdom they once knew. It reminded effervescence of animals getting ready for hibernation in the winter. They made their way silently through the halls until they reached the princess's chambers. Opulence hardly begins to describe it. As Epper said in their new old lady voice, Ooh, she wants for nothing. Oh, who goes there? Effort turned towards the handsome voice and saw that it matched a handsome face. Oh, hi. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just old and a little jealous. <laughs> and you? He put a hand on the hilt of his sword. His costume told Effer before anything else did that this handsome young man was a prince. I am Prince Prince of the Kingly Kingdoms. Effer's brain hurt a little bit, trying to absorb that sentence in the form of a song. And what brings you here, dearie? I'm here to rescue the princess from the evil curse and you. Well, look at that. Great minds think alike. <laughs> at that moment, the door to the princess's chambers opened, and there stood a girl that matched every photo they'd seen on social media. Effortlessly gorgeous, graceful, and groomed. Excuse me? May I help you? I'm rather busy. I'm, I'm here, here to save, to save you. you. It was an accident that they tried to say that in unison. So the two strangers looked at each other and then back to the princess, who said, oh, Blessed unicorn, not more of you. Please, no, I don't have time for this. But don't you want to be rescued? <laughs> she crossed her arms, started tapping her foot, and tilted her head. Surprise! Deep down, she was a teenager underneath all the royal regalia. Do you know how many heroes have come to my aid over the years trying to undo the curse? What makes you think you can do anything different? Hmm? Well, I have with me a... Wait, let me guess. Spell, potion, mystic item, long-lost magical word, something you bought from a wizened person like her? Am I close? Well, I mean, it was a... Rather expensive scrolls, so... Thought so. And you? What makes you think you can do anything? And no, I'm not being ageist. Just jaded. Before they spoke out loud, Effer thought, I really like her vocabulary. Then they said, Because I'm technically the one who did it. What? 
I just saw Aunt Tertia an hour ago. We just had a whole goodbye thing. You're lying. No, I'm the fairy who caused all this mess to begin with. Gracious, what a surprise. Well, wait, no, not surprise. More like if surprise could punch you in the face. Effer sighed and released the illusion in a plume of blacker-than-black smoke as they thought about how old habits die hard. Gobsmacked, they said amidst a yelp from both prince and princess. Then when the smoke cleared, the word you're looking for is gobsmacked. There they stood, black dress and all. But at this point, it had gotten covered in moss and algae. They looked like they'd been left outside exposed to the elements for well over a decade. Needless to say, their appearance didn't help the whole evil thing. (gasps) It's you. It's you. Do you know what you've done? You've ruined my entire life. Well, yeah, that's why I'm here. It's to help fix all this if you... Can you fix years of people managing everything I've said and done? Can you fix the destruction of every spinning wheel, every needle being thrown away? Can you fix what that did to our economy? We're a kingdom made of tailors. Tailors. No needle, no thread. Now all of our clothes are imported, costing us millions every month. And don't get me started on the gender dynamics. Now, none of my guy friends can wear dresses because it's all snips with snails and sugar with spice. Because of you, I never had a birthday. I only had doomsday. She held that in for years, clearly. But Afra took the punishment they deserved. I apologize. Sometimes you say things when you're young and you don't mean them, but you don't know how to say anything else. I'm sorry that my words ruined everyone and everything around you, but I should at least be able to undo Tertia's spell. You see... The curse wasn't real? I knew that. Ephra stopped in their tracks. The prince looked from one to the other and said, Wait! No curse? It's why no spell could ever break it. Come on now, common sense. Listen, I've grown up watching those videos of my christening every single year for Diabolica Day. And no matter how you spin it, Spinning wheels were never going to hurt me. And even if they were, oh my gosh, like, it's hard to avoid one needle for exactly one day. The real spell was what Auntie Tersh casted by mistake. So I went ahead and found someone with a medallion blessed by a crimson bull that wards off sleep. I'll be fine. Everyone else will be asleep. And when they do... I'm making a break for it to the next kingdom I can find and restart my life from the ground up. My way. I would have never dreamed that you'd had such ambitions, Princess Ivy. Ugh, I never liked the name Green Ivy. Call me Michaela. Well, is there anything I can help you with, uh, Michaela? You seem so, um... Organized, equipped, obsessively coordinated? Mm. I was going to say prepared, but all those fit equally as well. I'm good. Don't do another thing. Help yourself instead. 
help myself? Yes! Listen, I can be a bit overdramatic at times. The truth is, you didn't ruin my life. Just inconvenienced it. But it honestly worked out for the best. I mean, look at me. On top of my magical gifts, I'm an accomplished fencer, scholar, and mechanic because they wanted to keep me as far away from spindles and needles, fashion and princessy stuff as much as possible. So, yeah, thanks for that. So, what's your plan now? Hmm, I didn't get that far. Here's a hint. Do you want to stay the villain in your own story, Diabolica? No. Also, my name is Effort. Effervescence, I know. I was just making a point. Meanwhile, Prince, you want to be famous or something. That's why you're here, right? Oh, I don't know. Well, what do you want to do? Well, garden, clean, cook. Housework is very soothing. So, a commoner. You want to be a commoner. Basically, yeah. And Effer, what do you want? I don't know. A purpose? True love? Something to set me free from this. They had to pause because that was the first time they'd ever admitted any of those wishes out loud. Well, you don't need true love, technically. You need the truth. That also sets you free. And the truth is, you wouldn't be so bad if you had a job in a place you liked that actually liked you back. Almost exactly what Nebuchadnezzar had said. Say what you will about the next generation. This girl had wisdom. So then how about this? Prince, you take effort to some town where they'll be happy doing what they love. Then you can just be a commoner and none would be the wiser. Meanwhile, I'll prick my finger, put everyone to sleep, and ditch this bad boy. I'll have to be in a disguise the whole time, but I don't mind. I could do a good job at being a Prince Charming too. I just need the outfit. Then I can do whatever I want. Anyway, how's that sound? The two looked at each other, then back to the princess. She had the cutest way of showing her smug smile. Thought so. Well then, let me do this one thing. If you're gonna be a prince, you should at least look the part. It's time for you to dress up. And there she, he, was. A fairer prince could not be found for leagues and leagues, current company included. I love it, OMG, see? You can be good for others when you do what you're meant to. Ah, well, well, thank you. I- Now go, leave and never come back. Don't get caught. Happily ever after and all that to ya. Bye-bye. Michaela had hurried them out of the room and that was that. Well. Well. Idea, I'm a genius. Just get married already. It'll be way more convincing than business partners. Ugh, and hurry it up too. Clearly you're meant for each other. Okay, bye, for real now. Well, she has a point. She has many. She's a fencer after all. Touche! <laughs> oh, um, I was thinking, um, effervescence. Effervescence. We should go to a lovely town called Freshwater. 
It resides in the kingdom of New York. Ever heard of it? I can't say that I have, no. Oh, you'll love it. Everyone there is so sweet, they'll give you cavities. What say we make our way there, set up a shop, and figure out the rest later? Oh, 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 but, 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 but. Where is it? The prince took out a box, the color of lovesick, from his breast pocket and opened it for effort to see the ring on the inside. The ring was the color of your first crush. It was perfect in every way. This was going to be for her, but I have a hunch that she's right. I think it fits you better. So, updated plan. We'll do all that, but, you know, after we get married. Um, well, I, huh? Ephra was speechless for the first time in their life. The word you're looking for is yes. And just like that, time passed again. 16 more years. Here we go scrolling one more time. We see Ephra and Prince at reasonably youthful ages, making a new home and a fresh start in fresh water. We see Michaela making their grand debut as a princess by slaying a dragon and rescuing a princess in some other story. That damsel's name was Aurelia, and saving her made Mac feel better than anything else in the world. There's Ephra and Prince building their shop together. They plan to live upstairs with the store down below. Then back to Princex Michaela. One thing Mac hadn't realized was that true love's kiss still breaks curses. And by kissing the princess they rescued on their wedding day, Queen Mary's kingdom awoke from a long slumber. Since then, Mac has slain several more mythical beasts and is currently planning on starting a butcher shop with the intent to franchise it with the help of Ever's father, who's just happy to finally have someone interested in the family business. Then back to Ephra and Prince and their wedding in Freshwater, celebrated by all. Eventually, they would write to their parents and send photos of their union. The letters their family sent back were nothing but warm wishes and sheer joy. So much chaos became still in Ephra's heart when they read the words, forged from the bottom of their hearts. And finally, years later after all of that, Princess Mac and their wife Aurelia are on tour promoting their book, that's what girls do, which revolves around workshops for princesses to reclaim their agency over their own stories. They visit Freshwater as the last stop on their list. They decide to check out a relatively new dress shop that Aurelia has heard about. She has no clue why Mac is smiling so smugly at this idea. As soon as they open the door, they're greeted by the scent of freshly brewed tea and fabrics. A sign above the counter frames a fabulously dressed graying shopkeeper who is in the middle of telling an entirely too long story about how they came to be with a fantastically bright young woman at their counter. They turn around to face the two newcomers and both parties grow the biggest smile on their faces. The sign above the shopkeeper reads, you belong here. And this is as good a point as any to say. And they all lived Happily ever after, I guess. <laughs> but wait, there's one more thing. Mac's wife was trying to describe the dress that she wanted. Something that makes me look, I don't know, inviting, sparkly, light, vivacious. I want something that overflows with, um, huh. <laughs> Effervescence. 
Excuse me? The word you're looking for is Effervescence by Sai Sion H. Thank you so much, Tailblazers, for your kind attention. Bye-bye. That was Effervescence Part 3, written by Sai Sion. Performed by Sai Sion and Rebecca Cunningham. Produced by Megan Begala. Executive produced by Rebecca Cunningham. Girl Tales is a Cordelia Studios production. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Grownups, if you would like extra stories for your tailblazers to listen to, like the original Alice's Adventures in Wonderland or The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, performed by me? Well, there's only one place to get it. Head to patreon.com slash girltales and join Team Dorothy or above. And grown-ups, you can also find Girl Tales and Cordelia Studios on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And hey, if you love this story, share it with a friend. Oh, and remember, I believe in you. Be an